one. Okay, and we're live. Georgie Dinkov, how are you, buddy? Hey, you just disappeared for a while. I thought like you you, you hang up or like or uh, the whole system went crashing down. Yes, I I had my own cyber attack. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing the news now. They're saying every bank is going to experience one in the next couple of weeks. So we may be getting close to the, yeah. to the CBDC. I mean, I thought it would happen in 2021, but I was just a few years off, I guess. Anyways, we're not here to talk about cyber attack. <laughs> Let's just uh, make sure everybody can hear us. Okay. Um, let us know if you guys can hear us and everything is okay. I think it is, but I just want to make sure. Okay, we'll keep going. Um, yeah. So what? I mean, what was this year like for you? I mean, you like you you got to a level of popularity that's just absolutely insane. I mean, you were interviewed by so many uh, high high prominent people, and so I mean, just spreading the message, absolutely incredible. I would say, I mean, as long as as, as far as spreading the message, I I, I think that's good, but uh, I don't particularly enjoy the popularity because of course it's a double-edged sword <laughs> you know uh is is my email was almost unusable even before that and now i'm getting basically flooded with emails from everywhere saying hey you know i heard you cure cancer you know <laughs> here's 10 pages of my personal medical history why don't you help me out here so uh, yeah i mean uh, i think it's good that the uh, i guess the, the bioenergetic principles are becoming more widely known um, I think one of the first signs that we saw that was that uh, was that Ben Shapiro and uh, what was his name Siko like when they were um, yes it was it was Ben Shapiro <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you know that you know the fact that he he's on the P diet and I think he said it uh, I think that speaks a lot a lot of people didn't like that but uh, to me you know when it comes to the uh, uh, you know um, um, to spreading the message, I don't think that there's 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 such thing as as bad publicity. And I think Ray kind of felt along the same the same lines. And you know, he didn't he didn't have a problem going on podcasts that uh, that he did not necessarily agree with the people who were hosting them or even the ones he was debating. But as long as you know that spreads the message, I think it's ultimately um, um, a good final effect. Um, so who cares if it's Ben Shapiro who ends up making, you know, bringing health to the masses or not? I mean, maybe it'll be the ultimate irony, you know, people that, be, you know, one of the most disliked people may be capable of doing a lot for humanity just by spreading the message. Was there any, like, uh, not that you need, Ray, to tell you anything, but was there any, like, um, I, I, I definitely f found myself cleaning my kitchen or something and then being like, oh, man, I, I'd love to ask Ray this question or that question. Oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the time, all yeah. the time. But I mean, um, you know, but. As as soon as I, I would think that I will basically be like okay I need to I mean I need to rely more more on myself even though I, I will be wrong more often than not um, you know I I will check with on Ray's website or even the forum about something that he may have said uh, but I you know you know now that there's the peat bot right uh, and I'm trying I mean I'm not using it you know even though it's a good thing I think people should use it I myself I'm trying to basically kind of like be 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 more on my own. Um, and I think it's it, it would be best for for everybody if they try to be more on their own because I think the knowledge is out there, and the, for the ones who want, there is plenty there to basically be to to be able to for them to stay to stand on their own feet. Uh, of course, there always be the you know the ideal situation where you can ask the master <laughs> for more guidance. In other words, people more experienced than you, um, but we don't always have that luxury, and that that's just how life unfolds. Yeah. How was your, your other, like, was the busyness uh, like a hindrance to any, all the stuff that you needed to do or was it just all positive or what? Oh, no, no, definitely not all positive. That's why, I mean, like there's, there's a lot of people pushing me like, Hey, let's expand your business. You know, you need 10 more partners. We're going to pour millions into your company. And, and to me, you know, I say like, no, of course, like, well, why not? You know, you can, you can do, you can, you can make a lot more money. 
I didn't start this to make money to start with. I mean, it's it, it should be self-sufficient, right? But I'm not doing this strictly for the money. I have my other job for that. Um, and uh, I wanted to remain more more like a hobby, more more spontaneous, more unstructured, uh, you know, situations where I can basically innovate more. Because as soon as other people get involved, especially if other people's money get involved, you're you're basically hindered. And you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that it will become a much more business-centric activity, and I don't want that. Mm. Uh, I've seen actually several other companies that started very, um, you know, kind of like innovative and you know, and and uh, and thinking out of the box. Uh, especially in the health business, uh, kind of crash and burn as soon as they started attracting other more powerful and, and savvy investors. Got it. Uh, so, yeah. So the you know it, it made me even even busier with all the invitations. I had to start declining a lot of them because there's simply no way to do these things. And also, I think that um, for a lot of people, the like I said, the information is already out there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would like to continue the podcast with you because I kind of like the, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like what keeps me sane, but I'm not looking for more popularity. And, uh, and now that I'm, you know, being invited by Dr. Mercola and Dr. Saladino, that's plenty for me. In fact, it's a, a bit too much. Well, so I would like to keep it there. Well, generative energy. <laughs> if CNN calls tomorrow, I will probably decline their request for interview. Well, generative energy four times a year is going to get you very popular. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's funny because every year I think I say I'm going to make a lot more this next year, and if anything, it's been less and less of them. But... Hey, did I send you the link that this is on IMDb? I mean, like, oh yeah, you did. Who's the other podcasts are not? So but are you you're, sure? you're definitely popular. <laughs> Hey, are you sure or it's at not least just scraping? you're getting into you you wrote yourself into the history books? How about that? <laughs> okay, I think we have a first caller here. Um, we do. Okay, guys, just before I take this first call, please keep it short and and just tell say whatever you want about Ray, and then also please no health questions. I have a deal with Georgie. We're not going to do health questions, and I'll just have to move along. And um, and then also, I didn't even tell you this, Georgie, but I think of this as like a fundraiser for Progesty yes. Kenogen. And so every... I like that. Yeah, so uh, or, or you can order Progesty from Catherine at Kenogen at gmail.com, and you can form a relationship with her, and she'll send you a PayPal requisition form. You pay it, and then she'll ship it out. And if you, you don't need Progesty, you're swimming in progesterone already, uh, I, I think you could just PayPal Kenogen at gmail as well. That's her PayPal. And... Um, I, I would Thanks for reminding me. I didn't know if she accepts donations, but you know that's the the PayPal account. I also have some money after the show. Yeah, and and you could donate on here, but I'd recommend against it because YouTube takes a fat percentage about it. Like I'll send all those to Catherine, but um, again, she did not ask me to do this. I'm just I'm just kind of doing it. But um, yeah, so happy to take the first call. Whoever just called, you guys can. Obviously, call back. Okay, here we go. Have you been Have you been in touch with Catherine or anybody else? I've not. Hope, hope one day. Oh, okay. But I have talked okay. to uh, her very close friend, Dodie. Not her close friend. Ray's close uh -huh. friend. Oh my! My headphones almost went back. Okay, never. Mind. Okay, let's talk this first caller. And guys, the screen is going to be messed up all the time. Hey, hey, caller, you are on there. What's up? Wow. Can I just say a little dedication to Ray? <laughs> hey, Danny. Hey, it's Dodie. Dodie. It's Dodie. Hey, uh, this Dodie. How long did you know Ray for? Oh, for about 20 years. Well, uh, the floor is yours. Your royalty here. So okay, well, anything I just wanted to say, I know so many people admired Ray so much for all that he did and his knowledge, his vast knowledge. But I just like to sort of dedicate <clears throat> my little speech here to the, 
friendship that I had with Ray, that Ray was an unbelievable friend to me and supported me through so much over the last, well, 20 years. Um, the death of my husband, the death of my son, losing my eyesight. He was just amazing. And I talked to him every day for years. I look forward to three o'clock in the afternoon when I could talk to Ray and he could support me. So I just wanted all of you to know what a human being he was, that he graced this world with his presence. I just will never forget. So thank you, Danny. You're going to start the waterworks pretty early, early here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what what was that like just having, I mean, there's so, so few people I talked to over the years that had such like unprecedented access to him. And obviously he was your friend, but it, it was, it must've just been so incredible to bounce, bounce ideas off of him so regularly. Well, you know, he helped me with everything, Danny. It wasn't just my own health, of course, and my family, but he helped me with my finances. He helped me with getting a perspective on the world, world history, world politics. And remember, we were in the same generation. We were both born before World War II. And that sort of brought us together. He was like my older brother. And we talked about the past and what the world was like, as you know, very often Ray would refer to many years ago. And um, it just was really, really special. But then I could always ask him questions if I needed him. But it, it just, I really got to know him. And I just know that a lot of people saw him as a scientist. And I also spent a week with him, which, which was really special in New Mexico. And I'll never forget the smile on his face when I got out of the car um, and the big hug and the, just the patience of the man to sit here. Uh, I mean, we were with him, a group of us, for about eight hours a day, and he just never got tired. He never lost his patience. And that was the other thing, Danny. He was so patient. No matter what happened in my life, he listened. There was never a criticism from him. So I can't, I just can't say enough. I really can't say enough. So, and I knew that many of you did stay in touch with him and emailed him. But I just feel forever privileged to have had that friendship. What, when did you realize there was something different about him? You know, like, again, I like generationally, like I, I definitely met, never met or talked to anybody even close to him. But do you, was that common for your generation to find somebody of his character or was that even unique for your time? Oh, I think it was, I don't quite get the question, Danny, but um, oh, I, were you asking when did I realize how special he was? Well, yeah, was that did, your question? Yeah, like uh, was it upon meeting him and just really thoroughly talking to him? Like, um, like for example, his um, validating and not criticizing, like uh, I guess was that instantaneous when you were talking to him that you just realized he was not like everybody else? Oh, yeah. No. So what happened was I found him online through the Weston Price Foundation. He had uh, had a little debate with somebody there, and um, I called him, and I knew the minute I talked to him he was the right person to help me. And um, I just had a faith, a trust in him from the very first time I talked to him. Um, uh, his voice, his uh uh, somehow or other, his knowledge without throwing it in your face. He was always kind. He understood so many things, but he didn't come across as the expert ever. So well, I would say our generation probably was definitely more patient. You know, The world has changed a lot, but 
uh, I mean, all of you know what kind of a man he is and what he did and how he sacrificed his life to help people. Um, but I think our generation probably is a little bit more like that, more patient, more understanding. And also it's always, you know, person to person. It wasn't uh, texting. It wasn't emailing. But, yeah, no, I realized instantly, Danny, my first conversation. So, so many questions for you, but is there any outstanding story about him or anything else that you just want to impress upon the people listening about, like, who who he was or anything like that? Um, well, so, so many funny things because, you know, we got talking about how he traveled and what he did. And um, he had, you know, before Catherine, he traveled around with his girlfriends. And so I always got a kick out of that. <laughs> Um, uh, but I can't think of any special story um, about him. It was just his, well, you know, I will tell you, um, I called him at midnight after my son, Billy, had had a seizure. And he picked up the phone, and I was practically hysterical. Uh, my son had had a stroke and a seizure, and he stayed with me on the phone the whole, almost the whole night. Um, supporting me and helping me through it. And we did end up by, you know, calling the ambulance, but he was there for that whole thing for me. And uh, that was just the most amazing thing that I've ever been through, to have somebody like that to support me through probably one of the toughest things I've ever been through. So remember all that he did for everybody but remember what a special friend he could be. Yeah, you're going to make me cry, but the, that incredible. I know, thing. I'm yeah. about to cry too, Danny. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am. <laughs> well, maybe I am crying, Danny. <laughs> Dodie, hey, uh, appreciate you. Thank you for sharing that. And, and again, I re really appreciate you just as a person. And um, thanks for that. Th thank you. Right. Appreciate you too, Danny. Okay. Thank you, you for soon, letting okay. me share my thoughts. Pleasure as always. Bye. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Dodie mm -hmm. uh, t talked to uh, Rob Turner and uh, Emma Sarakis, and so uh, like okay. a, lo a long time ago on like face that fa Ray Pete kind of like grew out of Facebook. There used to be lots of arguments and things on the, in the health world. Like the Ray Pete people used to argue with like Alan Aragon and all these, um, not that Alan Aragon is a low carb person, but other low carb people. And I remember uh, I would get in these mega threads with Rob Turner and be arguing with somebody. And then Rob would get into some mega thread arguing with somebody. And then he'd, we'd ask each other for backup. <laughs> and, and then Emma Sarakis was doing her. There was just like a few people that were really into Ray, maybe circa, I don't know, 2011 and 12. And, yeah. and then there were a lot of people that were had been studying his work, but hadn't been uh, like uh, talking about it. They're just individuals studying his work. And so I got invited into a like a closed Facebook group of about 30 people that were just like absolutely loved him. And it was um, I mean, I didn't understand anything. There, there was a guy named Cliff who was a surfer, like significantly younger than I was. And I had to ask him what glycolysis was like literally no clue <laughs> like what it was because I was like man I better try to figure out what glycolysis is because yeah I, it Ray's always talking about it and I don't know what it is <laughs> that was before podcasting so I think that's that's at the time Facebook was probably the primary venue uh for you know uh, doing these these things more socially 
Yeah. And then, and then podcasting became a thing. And I think, you know, it, it, it now it's like podcasting is king, at least for the foreseeable future. So we'll see we'll see what happens afterwards. Maybe AI will, <laughs> will basically take over and destroy the internet as we know it. So now we have to go back to analog communications. Maybe we have to start calling each other. Yeah, I'm looking really looking forward to that. Guys, the, <laughs> the phone, the line is open. So one six one five three zero seven zero seven five four. Happy to take another call if anybody wanted to call. Uh, but that's a good – go ahead, Georgie. No, I was going to say like uh, uh, another indication that he's becoming mainstream. These two that uh, somebody sent me a link that I forwarded to you said some people that were really big on like fasting and intermittent fasting like announced to their followers that they quit. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, Can you save that thought? Let's take let's take this. Okay. I want I want to I want to continue on what you're saying. Let's just I just want to lose this phone call. Okay. Uh, okay, caller, you are on there. What's up? Hi, Danny. My name is Patty Lermer. Hey, Patty. Hi. Um, so I wanted to uh, call in and show my appreciation uh, to Ray's work. And I've been working, I've had the privilege of working with Doty uh, since 2000, or actually um, for a very long time, but uh, starting with Ray's uh, work in 2009. And then I also had the privilege of living with Doty for uh, a little over a year and um, was able to listen to her conversations with Ray. And um, he helped me so much. I was going through a lot of stress in my life uh, from divorce to losing a child. And then I developed asthma and he was always uh, willing to answer my questions uh, through email or even by phone. So um, I just wanted to share my experience and how appreciative I, I, I am of his work and for Doty mentoring me uh, through the, the hard times. Absolutely incredible. Thanks for that, Patty. Appreciate it. Thank you. And please, everybody support Catherine and uh, donate to Kenogen and Progest E is a lifesaver. So um, go ahead and make those donations. Preach, preach on. Thank you, Patty. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for saying. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you, Danny. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. Okay, we got another call. Let's go here. Uh, hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We have a lot of people listening. Um, yo, yo, what's up? You're on there. What's going on? Hi, um, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, and I um, I want to share a memory that I have of Dr. Pete. I uh, was fortunate enough to speak with him for um, several for several years, once a week, and it was definitely an honor that I didn't deserve to have. Um, but I want to share probably the most memorable conversation I've ever had with him, which happened um, like two months before he passed away. Um, I have a heart to, to want to help um, families in the autism community, as I'm currently doing um, some work with a foundation locally in the Bay Area. And um, I told Dr. Pete, I said, gosh, it's so sad what's happening to these families, because a lot of times they're um, really needing to focus all of their full effort on their child who's been impacted. And I do think I've heard some real stories about um, vaccine injuries and how that's led to autism, um, like parents have shared with me, a night and day difference. At a young age. And so I said, Dr. Pete, 
I said, I wish these families could be helped more nutritionally or with supplements. And I don't have the courage to spread truth in that. And I wish I had the courage to, but I said, can I, you know, um, send them your way and send them your email address. And he graciously said, um, I'm, I'm a bit busy with that, but I think, um, he, he basically said, when I told him I didn't have courage, this was, this is what really struck me. He basically said, it's not about a question about how much courage you have. And it's not a question about how strong you are. Um, it's really about what needs to get done and what's right. And I was shocked when I heard that because it, it made me think that's definitely his, his essence and how he's been able to spread so much truth and make such a huge difference. Like he clearly just has a conviction to want to help people, the people that have been suffering um, from everything that's happened to us, whether, whether it's from the medical industry or, or whatnot. Um, so I was just blown away by that. Thanks for that caller. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, yeah, I just want to share that um, I thought about Dr. Pete. Um, I heard Pastor John MacArthur share this about um, men and their role in society. And he's a pastor in Southern California that stayed open during the whole time during COVID and was threatened to get arrested. And he said he'll just start a jail ministry if he gets arrested. But he said, men are the protectors and the purifiers of society who reduce evil and produce good. And true manliness is bound up in the word courage. Um, courage is a virtue that marks a real man, truth, conviction, and courage. And that, again, just made me think about um, Dr. Pete and just everything that he's done. And anyway, um, I want to thank you for having a memorial show uh, for him. And I just think it's beautiful because it's, um, it's been a devastating loss. And we need to preserve his memory and his true essence and uh, the hero that he was. Well said. Thank you. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Man, these are some good calls. Um, I'm so sorry, George. Continue your, your thoughts. The, well, I, I was going to follow up on that call, but uh, there's this famous expression that all that it takes for the triumph, for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Mm. So yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's right about that. The, we need more good men like, like Ray. Yeah, man, the, I, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we don't know about, you know, if like the CIA was following him and stuff and the FDA had contacted him. I'm sure he got into to some sticky situations. Oh, you, can, you can assume they, they were. Remember, yeah. um, uh, do, do you know the story about Hemingway? How he basically like they, they, they gaslighted him that he's being paranoid and they say that FBI is following him. Mm -hmm. And then after he died and they, they basically they uh, uh, released these files, turns out FBI was following him and was surveilling him all the time. Because he actually tried to be a, a Russian agent, mm. or like I think like in the early fifties, mm. um, and it was and that was right around the time where McCarthyism was basically in its peak. So so Hemingway was heavily surveilled, and in fact, some people think that 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 paranoia led to him basically ultimately committing suicide. Oh, wow. um, so you know, uh, you know, if Ray, I would say being a bigger of bigger potential for disruption than Hemingway, especially with his Blake College in Mexico and the and the views that he was uh, promoting, which are largely, I guess, the intellectual equivalent of LSD. Um, you know, you, you, can, you can bet that they had somebody on him. And I think he said in a couple of, uh, like, of his articles that the people that he met in Mexico, some of them were like way too, you know, they had a lot of, a lot of financial resources without being employed. And they were very interested in what he's doing. And, you know, and ultimately, as we know, Blake College got subverted, which I think was a Probably a three-letter agency job. Hey, are you still there? 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought it, I thought my, the whole thing just went down for a second. That was scary. Nope. Um, I, I interrupted you on last time, but you were saying something that was important. Oh, yeah. I, somebody sent me a link about these people. that I don't know them. I, I actually not very – I don't follow the, the health community much. <laughs> I'm busy enough with my other things. But uh, apparently two people that are very famous in the fasting world, mm. intermittent fasting and chronic fasting, mm. they basically told their followers that they're, they're done with this because it's just not working for them and they're moving back to a normal diet that's heavier actually on carbs. Mm. Uh, and lower on fat and and your response back saying like oh that's huge like that one guy like you said that basically like he's really big in that community i did, I, I don't know either one of them but because uh, it's a testament that more and more people are because there's not much left right they've tried like the low carb right they've tried the high protein they've tried everything except the high carb low fat and low PUFA diet, and I think that that's the only thing that remains, and now we're seeing that people are adopting it. Yeah, something I've been thinking about is how, um, like, everybody in the health world, they want to be progressive. They want to move forward. And so if you're in, like, the low-carb or the carnivore space, you, you are kind of handicapped, like, because you can't really move too forward with that idea because it's so clunky and there's it's so shallow and, like, the depth, you know? But Ray, as he gets more popular or bioenergetics or whatever, like— there's so much depth, you know, like you can explain personality and thinking pattern. Like you can just explain absolutely everything. And, and so if, if, if there's a natural tendency in the health world for people to be, be progressive and to want to explain things, they will naturally move towards Ray or bioenergetics or whatever. And so I can, I already see that with Saladino, with uh, the guy that I mentioned is Thomas DeLauer. And, um, mm-hmm. And again, I, I just think it will naturally happen because because wait until the feminist the feminist movement gets a hold of his book uh, from PMS to menopause, female hormones in context. I had several very high, very angry feminists tell me that this is such an insulting title. <laughs> it reduces women to nothing but hormones. And I said, well, I will give you a copy of the book. Would you read? Like hell, no, we won't. Uh, and they thought like the person who would write it would be like a a traditional male chauvinistic pig. I said, no, nothing of the sort. Actually, he thinks of himself as the, as the original feminist, while you guys are what we call feminazis. But anyway, so well, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see We'll see if these ideas get adopted, get get like wider, uh, uh, you know, uh, wider distribution, because now I'm getting some pushback. I think you saw that of oh. that doctor who basically said that, oh, you know, Dr. Pete and these other people, including Georgie and uh, Dr. Mercola, they're talking against estrogen. And, you know, here's why estrogen is great. We're moving back to, like, estrogenic HRT. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I think we're going to get a pushback on that part at least. But uh, even that is untenable, basically, if you look at the evidence. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, the guy thought that women were the evolution, evolutionary future of the race, you know. <laughs> but he, he had told me a long time ago, um, I think this might have been before. By the way, guys, line is open. Please feel free to call. Um, he had told me that he when he was on a tour like he was on a tour for um, uh, talking in grocery stores, I think. And <laughs> I don't know the context. A tour of, of talk for talking in grocery stores. Yeah, yeah. Like that That was like something that health people used to do, I guess. So oh, did wow. you ever, did, like awesome. in Southern, These things don't, I, I don't know of anybody who does this uh, in, in modern days. In, in Southern California, you could, you could sometimes see, there was like a little section in a mother's market, uh, which is like a hippie grocery store. And uh, they'd have people talk and like books, authors and stuff. But anyways, he had told me that some a woman tried to attack him one time. So, so I, but yeah, understanding that estrogen is like essentially a stress hormone in both men and women, and it's not the hormone of femininity would be pretty important in that situation. Yep. 
What that podcast that you talked about, that article is not going to be out for a long time. I think. Is there anything you want to say about it? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the one. Remember we uh, the so the Jay and, and Mike podcast. That is, I have no clue when that's going to come out. Did is there anything you are you getting messages about it or anything? No, not uh, yet. I uh, mean, but uh, you know, uh, but I'm getting other messages. Basically, like the flood of messages really now is basically, hey, help me with this problem, um, and uh, I'm. I'm trying to figure out a polite way of telling people that like, I simply cannot, unlike Ray, I got other things going on. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he had nothing to do. Like, I'm, I'm sure he was very busy, but that was his job. Well, mine is actually something else. So I don't really, I can't really, you know, answer and provide direct personal can, advice. Can I, the way can he I did. bounce an idea off of you? If you what? message people back and tell them you can't answer their email, sometimes that makes people really mad. <laughs> like what about just not answering them? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I do that, but, but I've also noticed that if I don't answer it periodically, they'll, they'll keep bugging me. Oh. So I would rather risk of like, basically a person getting mad initially. Right. Um, and then hopefully that over time will subside because mm-hmm. honestly, I've done nothing wrong versus like getting that email from the same person over and over again. And sometimes they'll get really creative. Got it. They'll like create multiple accounts and spam me. They'll call <laughs> from different numbers. <laughs> not because not responding so, is the universal sign. I don't have time for your message or I can't. Yeah, but they also think like, oh, no, he's really busy. Maybe my email got into between 400 others, so he just <laughs> didn't see it. So let me send it 400 times, and then it will really stick out. Got I kid you not, I've had situations like that. Got it. I feel <laughs> So, yeah, there, I don't think there's any right way of, of handling this, basically. Some some people will simply get offended, and I'm sorry, but, uh, I you know, I got my own life and other things going on, and I, I, I do what works for me. Perfect timing. Okay, here's a call. Okay. Let me send it times. Hey, hey, what's up? You got to turn off, turn off that audio. What's going on? Uh, hey, Danny. Hey, Georgie. It's Nate Lawrence. Um, hey, what's I up? just wanted to call in and say it's just really just so cool seeing where things are going with uh, Ray's work. Um, <laughs> it's just it's cool to be able to interact with you guys and, and stuff like that. But um, I I really think just like as we're looking back at things like really Ray was able to generate just so, so much, um, just energy and order in life, you know, essentially I think just structure at a physical and spiritual level. And I think his accessibility and, you know, just willingness to help others and essentially just liberates flow of energy, um, <laughs> for like protect life. Um, essentially I think like what he did for the view of energy and consciousness, um, is just, it's something you can't really comprehend, you know, it's just like, how was this one guy able to turn life towards, um, just higher energy, you know, just away from darkness, essentially there is really a divine energy to it. Um, you know, I think Ray kind of embodied the youthful state, you know, I think faith in the flow of energy is really what defines Ray. And it's just, amazing to see uh that everything sort of spirals upwards uh from that understanding and already just seeing where the community is going it's just beautiful so i just thank you i appreciate you guys yeah, yeah. For work you do yeah yeah I, I nick stumphauser had sent me the remembering ray thing that um adolf Peetler had put on twitter and uh, <laughs> uh it's just like a funny guy on uh twitter but um but I, I listened to it and I just couldn't believe how, how intelligent everybody was like talking, you know? And so, I, I mean, if, if that group of people, you know, and the other people on Twitter, um, 
are kind of the future of the repeat stuff. I, I think I think we have a lot to look forward to because, um, yeah, I mean, it feels like all this stuff is just getting started. And I, it was just person after person that was talking that was, um, I don't know, highly relatable. And I don't know, there's just something about everybody that talked I thought was, I just, I was amazed on how intelligent everybody was. But um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I again, I just I appreciate it. Hopefully, you know, we'll be able to interact uh, Georgie and Danny um, more in the future. So thank you guys again. Cool, I really thank you. Yeah, it for pleasure. Holding this. Cool, brother. Talk to you soon. See ya. So Nate, uh, part of the new Zoomer Ray Pete squad. Yep. Young guy. <laughs> very nice. Very bright. I forgot to tell you, mm. Ray Pete is becoming huge in Bulgaria. Oh, yeah. All of his books have been translated in Bulgarian mm. and all of his newsletters have been translated in Bulgarian. And there is a book about him mm. that was recently written and I wrote the foreword to oh, it wow. in Bulgarian. Holy shit. Oh, I didn't know. So that. I can send you the links basically, yeah. but there's about a hundred thousand strong, a Facebook group about Pete Harris in Bulgaria. One hundred thousand? Uh, Oh yeah. my God! And, and that's a tiny country, right? It's yeah. like seven million, so it's like it's not a it's not a small number in terms of like basically just the percentage of people there. Uh, and they're attracting more people. I think there's this uh, as an offshoot offshoot from this from this group because the Bulgaria has a lot of people that have like a Greek ethnicity and Turkish and Serbian and Romanian. And now these people that are there, they're actually the ones that are of those ethnicities. They're starting their own groups in like in the respective countries. So Rapi is huge in the Balkans. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll keep spreading the word. That's insane. A hundred thousand people. That's, that's like, that's more than the repeat form, isn't it? Uh, as members, yes. But as visitors, I don't know. Oh, probably. Um, I think it's like, uh, you know, only, only the, the repeat form admin knows the, knows the visitor stats, but you can kind of get an estimate. I think the repeat form is pretty popular too, but the Facebook group of hundred thousand members, I don't know of any other group. Beat uh, focused or bioenergetic focused that has that many members. Got it. Okay, here, let's take another call. Okay, caller, you are on the air. What's up? Hey, Danny and Georgie, it's Trebby. Hey, Trebby, what's up? Hey, don't, Trebby. Don't, don't make me cry again, Trebby. What are you trying to do here? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh, what a show. I wasn't sure I'd be able to call. Um, so beautiful, everything everyone is saying. And Georgie, I wanted to let you know, I told Catherine about your book and uh, told her that uh, you offered to send her a copy and said, uh, but it's in Bulgarian. And um, she uh, said that's fine. She can use Google Translate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just she a copy is a, pretty... you know, is a token of our appreciation. <laughs> just, just, just so she knows, and I just told Danny, there's a Facebook group of 100,000 members in Bulgaria, and it's a tiny country. So Rapid is huge in Bulgaria and the, and the neighboring countries right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did pass that on to her, uh, your affection and, and wanting to send that to her. And so um, she's looking forward to it. So please okay. go ahead and do that. Will do. Um, yeah, and she's doing good. And um, um um, I think the thing that comes to mind for me, I was thinking about what to say about Ray, um, because there's been so many beautiful things said. Um, but uh, my husband Brad and I got to celebrate with Catherine and Ray, Ray's birthday one year. And it was so much fun. It was in this cafe and, and, um, 
we brought birthday decorations and we bought Ray a big wheel of Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And it was huge. And it was it was so funny because I I didn't really think about it ahead of time. It was just like, oh my gosh, you know, we'll take him a big wheel and he'll have plenty of it. And and I never will forget the look on his face when I handed it to him. He was like Oh wow! This is going to take a while to eat. <laughs> but it was it was just a beautiful, wonderful time together. So I'm really grateful that um, we get to have that time together and just all the conversations and you know just uh, getting to uh, spend time with he and Catherine and. Their love was just, I've said it so many times, it's just the love between them was so inspiring. And um, it's, you know, it's it's was a lovely part of my life. And I'm so grateful for uh, all the things that you all continue to do and, you know, all the love that is just in the world because of Ray. You know, I'm... Uh, go on the repeat forum and someone will say, I need help with this. And all these people help them and they're giving and loving and caring. And it, that's such a beautiful way to honor Ray. It's like people are continuing that flow of energy. So he will, he will be eternal because of that. So um, anyway, I'm really, really grateful for this show. Grateful so, for you, Trevor. I Go say ahead. to everybody, Progest E is fabulous. <laughs> yes, it is fabulous. Yeah. It is. Yep, I use it every day, and so does my husband, and so does probably every single friend I have now. So <laughs> um, it's good stuff. Anything so. else that you want to say, Trevi? No, just that, you know, I, I really want to reiterate um, – how happy Ray was for the time that he got to spend with the two of you. You know, I remember one conversation in particular and he said, it's really fun to be with those guys. <laughs> so he really enjoyed himself when he was with you. He was always um, happy about it. So, and um, I think he said once to me something about uh, that he was excited to have the kind of conversation that it was um, good questions, and he really enjoyed that. So. How is Catherine doing? Is she? How is she handling? You know everything by she's, herself. She's doing so good. She's, okay. She she's doing good. Um, she's got lots of things on her plate, as can be imagined, um, but she's doing good, and um, you know, continue to hold her. Uh, in your good thoughts, because she is a beautiful, amazing human being and loving and kind and generous, just like Ray. They were they were a generous couple. You know, is, but, is but she, she's doing good. Is it was everything with the progestine ketogen? Like, is it overwhelming for her, or is it uh, doable? Like, uh, obviously, so, so. Um, I. I yeah, I, I, I don't think it's overwhelming. I think it's doable, you know, because she'd been doing it for such a long mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So I think she kind of has her system. Mm -hmm. But as you know, with anyone with grief, you know, when you're grieving 
things are harder. And, you know, it was just, um, you know, just past last week's uh, year, which is always hard. Um, but, you know, I think she's doing fine and um, looking forward to, she has some projects and different things she's going to be doing. So, you know, I think she's looking forward to the future. Yeah. yeah I, so. I, I said this on my social media somewhere, but like Ray wasn't the greatest scientist to ever live. He's one of the greatest people to ever live, you know, and I can't imagine losing that person, you know, it, it just absolutely, I mean, yeah, devastating. Well, I, I think we, we did lose Ray, but I think also Ray is alive in all the love that's out there. You know, his, his impact is alive. We'll, we'll feel him forever. And, you know, just like you were saying, you know, the consensus reality is catching up now. And, you know, you have different people who are saying, Hey, what is this? Okay. Let me really look at this, you know? So, you know, that keeps Ray alive. Ray will, um, he's eternal. The mind of Ray is very much alive. I can tell you, all the people that are talking about him, uh, his his ideas are definitely not going away. No, 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 they're not. And, um, you know, love is eternal. And, you know, Ray was incredibly, incredibly loving. I have a friend who says, gracious loving is when you love and you give of yourself in that loving. And Ray was a beautiful example of gracious loving and gracious giving as well as Catherine. And, um, you know, that's, it, it will just multiply, you know, there, I haven't seen anything out on social media or anything anywhere that has been nothing but love and gratitude and people really being kind to each other. So, you know, I really feel like that's Ray's legacy. You're amazing, Chubby. Thank you so much for calling. All right. Well, lots of love to both you guys and look forward to hearing from you even more in the future. Talk Thanks, Chubby. By the way, I'll try to call you this coming week. So <laughs> That would be wonderful. <laughs> I would love it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right. Thanks Take care. Calling. Lots of love to both of you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, Chubby. Man, what is up with these 10 out of 10 calls? <laughs> uh, hey, I just want to, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were saying that Pro-Jesse had soy in it. And I'm almost positive, uh, Georgia, you can expand on this, but doesn't There's vitamin no E have soy, it, it can be extracted from soybeans, but then you can There's extract no soy it. in it. Go ahead. So basically, there may be some residual oils, mm. depending on where you're extracting from. Mm. But all of the proteins which are causing the anaphylactic reactions, mm. whether it's soy or gluten, mm. if it's wheat or something in sunflower, if it's sunflower, all of that has been removed. Yeah. And the vendors that are producing the, the cofferals, the mixed cofferals, the they're very well aware. In fact, there have been lawsuits and there's a lot of liability involved with producing uh, anaphylactic-inducing products. So mm. they're very careful about it. And uh, I'm not aware of anybody who's had a allergic reaction to Progest E or many in general, most of the other mixed cofferals uh, product uh, products on the market. So um, I don't think there's soy in Progest E. There may be a residual oil from the soybean oil, but you know, that's a tiny amount because I think the, the cofferals that are used for Progest E are 95 to 99% concentration. Mm. So at, at worst you're getting basically about, I don't know, um, 
one to four percent residual oils that are from in the soybean oil, but that's not the same as having soy in it. Yeah, this stems from a old thread on the Repeat forum, and it was probably the only time I thought Ray was kind of irritated because somebody had forwarded the thread to him, and yeah. he basically said yeah. it was full of complete nonsense. And so I'm I'm just <laughs> saying this because uh, these these ideas do live on, and I just literally yesterday somebody was like. Isn't uh, doesn't progesty have soy in it or something? And and I think yeah. they had gotten that from that thread. But anyways, I mean, <laughs> like, well, you'll be safer using progesty compared to any other mixed coffer or product on the market because at least the progesty. Worst case scenario, if there is any kind of a soy residue, the progesty will probably block the the, proge- the mm. progesterone mm. will negate the anaphylactic reaction versus if you if the, if it wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, again, in a product that Ray is part of producing is going to be a good product. So, uh, but also in that thread, I think they had said that Ray disowned the product or something, which was completely false. But anyways. No, he didn't disown the product uh, in the 90s, from what I understand. He got a letter from the FDA saying, hey, you got to, you basically have to stop selling progesterone if you want to keep writing about it. Yeah. You can do both. Yeah. And he said in one of his articles, he's basically he asked the FDA to show him the law that basically says that he cannot both sell and write about. They refused, but I think in the interest of avoiding further scrutiny, which I think he already had, knowing that he's been under CIA and FBI surveillance and whatnot, you don't want to, you know, get another three-letter agency on your case. So I think he basically kind of like uh, stopped being involved in the day-to-day production of the product. Uh, and kept writing about it, but you know, Catherine, you know, kept producing and selling it. So it's still raising volume, but just not, 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 not directly into the sales in the, in, 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 in the distribution. Yeah, when Ray asked about the law, the FDA just sent him a photo of Wilhelm Reich dying in prison. <laughs> That's that was that was, their, <laughs> that was probably their response, I bet. Um, or, or William Koch in like in Amazonia, uh, hungry and, and emaciated, right? <laughs> oh, I, what happened to him? I didn't know. No, no, I'm joking. Did they did it really send him a video? No, I, like I'm joking. But I, joking. Did, didn't the FDA put Wilhelm Reich in the in jail and kill him? Basically, right. But I'm yeah. saying I, I was I was kind of follow up on your joke. <laughs> they they may have sent him a photo of William Koch who got exiled. I got it. By the FDA. <laughs> Into the Amazonian jungle, and he spent the rest of his life there. He, I think, he died like in a, you know pretty dire straits. Oh God, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, guys, this the show, you know, essentially is, is for you guys. You know, I, I just wanted to hear what you thought. You know, um, you guys hear from Georgie and I pretty often, but um, uh, welcome to call in and again order Progesty by emailing Catherine at Kinogen at gmail or if you don't need the Progesty, you could just make a donation at Kinogen at gmail and uh yeah happy to take more calls um you know what i could talk to you about um and we uh completely off topic but glucuronidation uh does that happen for all fatty acids or i thought that was only dha and possibly epa did it happen for everything no actually for it can happen for all fatty acids Uh, so the, the the two major de- phase two detox pathways are glucuronidation, sulfation, mm-hmm. or attaching hydroxyl groups. Mm. So basically, making making a molecule more water soluble. Mm. I think the hydroxyl groups is basically is for steroids, but of course steroids also getting glucuronidated and sulfated. It's really unique to each molecule. Uh, but the, for the steroids, the major excretion pathways are probably in that order are glucuronidation, sulfation, hydroxylation. While for the fatty acids, I think it's predominantly glucuronidation. I don't think there's any, um, there are any fatty acid sulfates, uh, you know, uh, in the bloodstream or the tissues. Because somebody on Twitter had linked a paper talking about um, glucuronidation of arachidonic acid and maybe, if I remember right, like linoleic acid. I, I just wasn't aware that that happened. I thought it was always specifically DHA, but 
I guess not. Like the the, the omega three DHA, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decosahexanoic. All poof, all poof The predominant way and the the safer way of getting rid of them is mm. by liver the liver glucuronidating dating them, uh, and basically maybe oxidizing some of them because the liver is what has one of the highest concentrations of uh, vitamin E, so it's relatively protected. Uh, but depending on how much how much poof you flooded with it can mm. get it can get easily damaged mm. and that's actually that's NAFLD NASH uh, and cirrhosis and even liver cancer are nothing but basically the kind of like a like a spectrum of uh, of, of diseases that, that indicate for how long the liver has been under the sort of poof mm. uh, and uh, you know taking vitamin E I'm sure I think we discussed the study several times already now in humans actually can stop this process altogether you can I'm not saying you should keep eating the poofa but you know the liver is really the site where the poofa should be uh, you know safely um, uh, 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 turn into a more water water soluble molecule through the glucuronidation and then and then it gets created in the urine and then the other side of uh, okay some of it maybe get may get oxidized by the liver and then the other side where actually they kind of get safely processed is the actual fatty cells the fatty cells can oxidize a lot of their fat through something called peroxisomes um, and basically, but again, that process is only safe if there is sufficient amount of vitamin E around. Mm. Um, and so, so the fatty acids, ideally you want them either staying in the fatty cells, which is what Ray said, right? Keeping lipolysis low. And if they stay there, then over time they'll get processed by this internal oxidation through the peroxisomes. And if they get released through lipolysis and there's always some baseline lipolysis going on, then, you know, you don't want to overwhelm the liver and then that whatever little lipolysis is going on. Uh, you want majority of this poof to go through the liver and get glucuronidated and, you know, excreted through the urine. I don't know how I listened and done like 100 podcasts with you and listened to him for 13 years and didn't pick that up. But pretty sad state of affairs. But what so and doesn't thing like, things like endotoxin and estrogen are inhibiting glucuronidation. So what those yes. are going to the liver yes, they and are. damaging the hepatocytes? Yeah, and actually, I, I was about to do a post on my blog that uh, deactivation, the detoxification of endotoxin, the required cofactor for that is calcium. Mm. Another reason oh. to eat lots of calcium. There's mm. a enzyme co called acyl oxyacetyl hydroxylase, mm -hmm. um, and basically that's the enzyme that in the liver uh, cuts off some of the fatty acids because endotoxin is a combination of lipids and sugars, mm -hmm. and then the, the this enzyme cuts off several of the fatty acids from the long chain fatty acid uh, 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 tail that the lipopolysaccharide has, and that basically renders it mostly inactive. It cannot activate TLR4, it cannot increase inflammation, it cannot increase nitric oxide, serotonin, etc. But for that for that enzyme to work, number one, estrogen suppresses it, Number two, you need sufficient calcium. Mm. Uh, so another reason to eat more calcium. And yes, and then estrogen suppresses all of the phase two detox pathways, which is one of the reasons why basically uh, people with high estrogen have trouble processing alcohol. Mm. Uh, one of the reasons why women get basically, aside from the lower BMI that they generally have uh, compared to males, but they, they also you know get drunk more easily. And the reason is that they, on average, they have higher levels of estrogen. And that becomes particularly noticeable with advancing age because then even though menopause is supposed to be a, a, a you know condition of estrogen deficiency, it's actually the other way around. It's a condition of estrogen excess. And it, the intolerance to alcohol increases with age in both men and women. And I think we've talked this, about this in a different show. They, they actually did try to do this with male rats and notice that castrating the male rats basically got them to, to, to get drunk on lower alcohol than the females, the, the non-castrated females. And then when they gave the rats testosterone, 
their tolerance to alcohol increased and returned to normal. And then basically when they, you know, they the, the second group got an aromatase inhibitor or an androgen, non-aromatizable androgen such as dihydrotestosterone, and then the tolerance to alcohol of the rats surpassed that of younger rats. So it's really estrogen is suppressing all of these these pathways, especially the al alcohol dehydrogenase and the aldehyde dehydrogenase, but really all the phase two detox pathways. Estrogen is one of the greatest suppressors. Serotonin does too. Um, and also the, uh, the PUFA themselves through their estrogenic effects are actually inhibiting their own detoxification. Um, so really a number of different pathways there. And the, the bad things are known at basically like promoting their own effects and, and, and decreasing their own degradation. Uh, and recently I discovered this, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that I haven't been found, that I, we haven't found it earlier, that cortisol and estrogen promote your own synthesis. Uh, and that's something that's been a big contention argument that I've had with doctors because they say, hey, if cortisol was the cause of obesity and diabetes, why are we not seeing elevated cortisol in the, you know, the bloodstream of these people? But then if you look in their tissues, you will see that they have up to 11 times higher expression of the enzyme 11 beta hsd one which is the rate-limiting enzyme for, for creating cortisol. Mm -hmm. So just like estrogen, you can have normal, even low levels of cortisol in the bloodstream because it does have a relatively well-working negative feedback mechanism unless you have Cushing disease, but you can have tremendously high amounts of, of 11 beta hsd one and thus cortisol in tissues. And in fact, basically cortisol was found to promote the expression of 11 beta hsd one which means that when you, I mean, and the classic example was, which for which I already found studies, is that when you're exercising, right, you're losing the weight because of the extra calories you're burning through through uh, through stress. But simultaneously, while this is going on, you're turning your peripheral tissues, you're making them ridiculously insulin resistant and basically and and hyperglucocorticoid. And the moment you stop your exercise, then no matter what calorie that you eat, even if you go on very low fat diet. Chances are you're going to get a tremendous amount of weight. I experienced this myself. Mm. Uh, it can take years to normalize. And in some cases, at least the animal studies are demonstrating that if the expression is actually of the of 11 beta one is increased, you may need to take some kind of anti-cortisol drug, which of which progesterone and progesterone are one, to normalize things. And I dig, dig, dug further, found out that progesterone does decrease not only the activity of 11 beta hsd one but also promotes the activity of 11 beta hsd 2 which de detoxes, deactivates cortisol, and finally progesterone decreases the expression of 11 beta hsd one back to normal. Mm. So really, truly, the anti-stress, anti-cortisol hormone, the, the active one in the human body, is, and the safe one, is progesterone. Second one, just as potent but dangerous, is DHEA. Um, and the reason I'm saying this is because it easily converts to cortisol. And I think pregnenolone also has decent anti-cortisol effects, but much, much higher doses are required. Um, yeah, I think there's a drug called trilostane that inhibits yeah. uh, three beta three beta HSD two. Yeah, yeah. and and it, it causes the precur the precursors pregnenolone, progesterone, DHE to accumulate, and that's like that's uh, therapeutic, obviously. Um, yeah, guys, hey, call in the show. I'm I'll probably just chit chat with George. You probably end it, <laughs> but um, uh, I was going to mention this year has been kind of like the year of DHEA. Like as every year, I think I appreciate some substance more than I did maybe the years prior. Uh, the and, same way, because yeah. you acquire new knowledge and then you go back to it and you yeah. look at it through new eyes, right? So yeah. you have more knowledge how to use it properly. Yeah, exactly. But but DHEA is funny because almost invariably over the last ten years. I would say it more aired on the side of negativity, like it would cause like a, like panic or just anxiety or something like that. But again, it might physiology just changes over years. But it's 
it has super noticeable like pro sleep effects, um, super yeah. noticeable pro dream effects. And I've even tried a being the progesterone with DHA and without, and the DHA always makes it significantly better. And, um, and then the, the calmness in the morning time. So again, maybe this ties in with the, the hell 2023 dog year that I had, um, with literally dogs. Um, but the um, key is not to take too much as a single dose because mm. the, the intestinal cells very quickly converted to uh, DHA sulfate, mm. which is a very potent GABA antagonist. Mm. And anything GABA antagonist is going to give anxiety. Mm. Got, it. Got it. Okay. Well, uh, we'll probably wrap things up here. Um, I don't know. We, ha- we haven't talked since the Israeli um, Palestinian thing. Do you want to talk about that? Really? Yeah. No, actually, before that. When was the last that when was, when we when we had the oh no no that, that, that's what I meant to say like we haven't talked it's like oh okay, it, it okay. happened so before that yeah I mean I don't know I mean not much is going on man it's just kind of like this 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 uh, insanity in the air <laughs> I'm looking at the stock market everything's you know exploding people are saying this is this is I guess we're either looking at hyperinflation or I don't know but uh, nobody seems to care anymore. Uh, I think people have finally adopted, at least around me that I'm seeing in the city here, they've adopted nihilism, for lack of a better word. They just don't care. All they want to do is have fun, and you know, and then they don't want, they don't even care about politics. Even even the hardcore Democrats that I sometimes argue with, and uh, um, now that doesn't mean that people. But of course, now I'm immediately going to label it as a far right. I'm not. Far right. <laughs> but the extremist. Democrats that I argue uh, about politics around here. They just don't want to talk about this anymore. They're like, you know, just leave me alone. I want to go. I want to go get drunk and do drugs. Well, I don't care about politics. Well, the, the craziest thing was um, the uh, DeSantis Newsom debate. Like, they're not front runners. Why, Useless why, debate. Why What's are the they debating? Debate? I, I mean, well, somebody said that it may be like a warm up and preparation well, for Newsom obviously. to get introduced and basically get like you know, you know, step in if Biden decides generously to not run next year or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, again, I know I'm the boy who cried wolf at this point, but I mean, if there has ever a year for something crazy to happen, it has to be next year. Like, there's no probably. I mean, th- we just can't have a normal election. It will have to be something crazy. A lot of people are saying there will be no election, right? Yeah. Or, or you know, and before that, if the if actually they start cutting rates again and printing money, well, here's the thing: if they cut rates again, that that may that may exacerbate things, but it's not enough. Okay, basically, a lot of companies are under, mm-hmm. a lot of banks are under because they have, they're sitting on so-called unrealized losses. They have bonds that have been bought when the interest rates were really low. And basically now these banks cannot sell those bonds because they're going to get screwed on the on, on the pricing. So they, they actually have assets that are, they have declined oh, in value. Hey, so the only what? way hey, Georgie, to go forward hold, is through another, yeah. Can you hold that thought? We'll take this call yeah, and sure. then finish up. Thank you so much. Hey, 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 hey caller, m- mute. You got to mute your audio. There you go. What's up? How are you? Hi. I, I felt like I, I should call in. Um, not a whole lot of people were, and I wanted to make sure I had um, a chance to say something to Ray. And if it sounds scripted, it's because I wrote some notes down while listening to, to y'all talk. Um, I guess just humbly, I'd like to say that after I found out about Ray a couple years ago, um, some things I'd like to say are that he has made learning fun again for me. And um, I always feel very curious and open-minded and open-ended when I read his work and I read conversations about his work. Um, Probably most important to me is that he gave me, I guess, the permission to listen to my own wisdom 
and intuition and not, I don't know, like be drunk on the authoritarian spirit of the world um, and just listen to, you know, the intuition within me. Um, I feel like it opened up a whole new world of connections and friends with people um, with very different histories and unique perspectives. And um, (laughs) uh, to speak to Ray, not as a God, but as a human, um, he had many beautiful qualities. And I don't even know a fraction of the things I could about him, but many times in the past two years, it's given me a lot of pause to um, think before I make decisions. And also to, like another caller said, to have the courage to speak the truth. Um, and if I say any more, I might cry. <laughs> so I just wanted to share my bit. Man, man so well said. I, I, I haven't thought about that, but the, the uh, allowing a person to listen uh, to themselves, you know, their intuition, I mean, absolutely massive, you know. And I, I don't know anybody else in the health world or really anybody doing that. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't have thought about that in, unless you had said it. But, yeah, really, really well said. Yeah. And to say more to that, um, just my own personal convictions and um, principles and beliefs, he's just that like very quiet um, steadfastness in him. I kind of have taken that on (laughs) and been able to, to um, stand with similar conviction with, you know, what I believe to be true. So just every day and every year, I'm sure there will be more and more to thank Ray for. Yeah, incredibly well said. Anything else that you wanted to mention? Um, that I love everybody here, <laughs> you and Georgie, and just the spirit and the connection between everybody is, um, I wouldn't say I'm a lonely person at all, but I feel very connected when when you do these lives. And um, there's just, just a hum, like, the, you know, the hum of everybody, the, of the collective consciousness. It feels good to be part of. Yeah. I used to have a uh, one of my first bosses was a like a retired special forces uh, soldier and like he all kept himself but like what he, what he, the the little that he said was very much like Ray and one day he told me son don't listen to all these experts around you they're all trying to sell something or trying to get you to get to control you at the end of the day it's all about the little voice inside you that most civilians don't even hear and when that little voice says that there is a doubt then there is no doubt so listen to yourself more and less to the experts so. Um, I agree. I think Ray, Ray emphasized this this quality in us in, uh, every time he got a chance to speak. Yes, I totally agree. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. There's a Maslow quote, and it's something like when um, like a child is in pain and you say, hello, little Billy, don't feel like that. Be happy. That's like a form of disrespect to the child or the person. I think it's an abuse because yeah. it, it's a gas, form of gaslighting, number one. Uh, and, and it's basically, uh, if you look around us, like the entire culture is set up this way, right? <laughs> it's basically like they have, didn't he, didn't Ray had an article about where he said, and I, I actually seen it several times because I used to work in a, at a group long time ago, almost 20 years ago, that was basically doing clinical trials and we would go on these rotations in the hospitals. And oncology was the worst, especially the, the child oncology, because they had these kids that are dying from cancer. And then they would bring these clowns, literally and figuratively, and they will do these shows and try to get the kids to laugh. And I always thought, like, what a grotesque 
scenario and situation like uh these i mean some some of the kids would vomit and the nurses would stream in and give them these bags and we'll say you have this like 20 kids there that are dying and vomiting and then the clown continues with this presentation and i thought like these people don't need humor or at the very least they're not going to appreciate it now but they kept forcing them and it was considered like one of the one of the you know the biggest achievements this hospital ever did it's just forcing people to to basically like i i guess gaslighting them into telling that no that's you're not dying that's not how you feel it's it's something else and you're doing fine your bar your biomarkers are fine and you know don't believe your lying eyes but uh yeah so uh <laughs> you know it really really toxic culture that we're baiting every day i don't know if i've mentioned this on here i've said it plenty of times on calls but like there are even times that i said something clearly wrong to him you know and he just he didn't even correct me, you know, like he, he was that validating to where I had something, I had interpreted something completely incorrect about the world, you know, how the world works. And he, he never even pointed it out. And then a year later to ask him about it and be like, oh yeah. Like if you didn't ask him a specific question, he wasn't going to interject and tell you you were wrong, you know? And well, how did you know that it was incorrect? You know, remember he talked about phenomenology uh -huh. and in that field, they basically, they kind of, they basically say, look, the, the, you have to give up on the idea of pure objectivity. Mm. We're all carrying our biases. And basically what is correct is largely context dependent. So you may think you were wrong now, but a year from now may turn out to be right. Mm. So I think like when, when people are trying to basically evaluate different possibilities, Ray's position was don't force them into a specific pathway mm. and let them find it for themselves. Yeah. I don't think he corrected you because he thought – he, like he didn't, he wanted to validate you. I think he, he didn't correct you because first of all, he thought you may have been right, or maybe he didn't <laughs> think that he was right. Right. And two, um, what is it called? The Bla uh, William Blake said it, don't be a negation. Right. Mm, mm. So when you say like, no, this is definitely wrong. I think you're really stifling up the conversation and kind of giving like destroying the, the process of thought and, and, and of experience. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. I said something akin to like France runs the world. And so it was definitely wrong. <laughs> like, but, but I would say you're partially right. <laughs> but uh, there, there are some aspects of France that, uh, that used to run Africa up until very recently. I mean, they, um, only recently got started getting kicked out of Africa. Mm, but <laughs> yeah, the French Empire definitely lives on, at least in the minds of its elite. Got it. But um, yeah, you know, like carrying that ability to validate people, you know, like, um, or, or acknowledging that everybody's on a different path, you know, especially in the health world. But um, yeah, man. Okay. So, like, hey, last call for callers here. We've been going for about an hour. And I don't want to drag this out any longer than it has to be. I think we've gotten so many good calls it's absolutely insane but um we were i don't think we wrapped up the palestinian israeli thought <laughs> well i think like i said we're gonna have a hyperinflation or <laughs> oh there's a started the um so even the federal reserve lowers the interest rates that's not enough to save all the companies that are under mm. so which means they have to do quantitative easing mm. they cannot do quantitative easing unless there's another crisis mm. so we're looking at another crisis one way or another mm. i don't know what it will be they're already starting to hype up that new china virus or whatever is going on there mm. Uh, could be the Middle East, you know, could be the war in Ukraine. But one way or another, you know, the way the fi the finances is going right now, despite what the stock market is doing, stock market has nothing to do with the economy. Stock market is all about whether the market, whether the Wall Street believes that the Fed will print, mm -hmm. right? But the Fed cannot print unless there is a crisis. So I, I think we're going to see another crisis. And they're saying March. They expect March. So something may be happening in March. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I have no idea, but um, I am going to try to build a bunker 
So that's uh, my priority <laughs> right now, <laughs> literally. Why is it a bunker in Mexico? Like, who's going to come there? I, I want to build one in, so I can go down oh, into it if okay. something ha bad happens. But also, like radiation and stuff? Well, that, but also, like, I've said this before, but, like, if guys with guns come on this property, like, I, I'll be like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. So, also, I think I'd make it, like, a little apartment, and maybe I'd just live down there. <laughs> it's not a very good idea to live on, on the ground, unless you want to, unless you seal the, unless you seal the entrance, mm -hmm. and you turn into a naked mole rat. Yeah, exactly. But the, I don't, I would argue it's probably pretty good to do that. Like, the, I mean, it would probably be completely EMF proof, the, being under there. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just take a. I mean, uh, do when you do it, please, please check with the trimeter. Let me know, like, what do you find underneath there? Well, well if it all goes. What I used to do and still do to these days, basically, like when I feel like I've been exposed to too much EMF, and I can, I, I think I can feel it when it when it's been too much. Mm. Now the new phones are all five G. Mm. There's like five G towers all over me. You can't really escape it. I go into like uh, one of these deep garages that, that a lot of these buildings here have, like that are like five, six, seven stories deep. Mm -hmm. And when you go all the way down, there's no there's no cell phone coverage. Mm. So I turn off my cell phone because when the cell phone doesn't have coverage, the cell phone itself increases its power output. Uh, yeah. So you go all the way down, you turn off your cell phone, or at you better yet, leave it up because sometimes when you turn it off, it's not off. It's lying to you. Uh, so leave it, leave it up somewhere, right? You go down by yourself. And then I, I've already measured it with a trimeter, and basically, like there's almost zero uh, EMF at like at the uh, you know five to six five five stores down or more. That's gonna be like the new Ray Pete hangout, like deep underground in these parking lots. <laughs> yeah, they're all concrete, so I guess basically they're blocking pretty much everything yeah. that can be blocked. And I think they uh, the only bad thing is that because it, there's a car exhaust because it's heavier than air, mm. like you actually tend to 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 go towards the lower levels, but you don't have to be at the lowest level. Like if there's like a, I don't know if there's seven le levels, you can be at the sixth or fifth, and still there'll be no EMF and, and the air will be pretty clean. Got it. Okay, last uh, last um, call for calls. Um, or we'll probably just wrap this up. So Kenogen Progesty fundraiser for Catherine. And I mean, you can get the best progesterone or you could send her a nice donation at Kenogen at gmail.com. And I'm sure Ray would appreciate that. You know, if, if you want to repay him in some way, sending money to Catherine would be good. Um, or you could get something out of it by getting a bottle of Progesty. And for guys, uh, you can reach the kind of numb penis effect by taking too much progesterone. And so it is advisable if you notice a benefit benefit from it, like mixing it with DHEA, and that yeah. can. Um, and I don't know, it like completely negate it. If the dosage is for at least five milligrams, it usually completely negates any penis effect. And in fact, some people send me <laughs> emails saying that that uh, um, uh, DHEA blocks the penis negating effect of progesterone, but when used with pregnenolone, actually has a penis enhancing effect. Mm. And they'll go running away and started rubbing stuff down there. <laughs> but, you know, they said that if you combine DHA, they, so DHA by itself did not have that effect. Mm. Pregnenol by itself did not. But the combination of two increased flaccid length. Got it. Got it. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Keep uh, that in mind when you're in your bunker down there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe one of the four episodes from next year will be from a bunker. Do you have anything that you want to talk about? Ideal FCC or any, any other uh, thing that you're doing? Um, I mean, just I don't want to say. I mean, this is an episode about array. Maybe we can we can leave. Yeah, it we just have a def deficiency one. of calls. Okay, we can talk about it next time. Yeah. Okay, um, with that, I think we'll. Um, anything else about Ray? 
<laughs> I mean, uh, he's very popular, man. I have to show you the the like all the chit chat that's going on in the these Bulgarian groups. You, you, I mean, you you understand some of it because like they're mixing a Bulgarian with English words, mm. especially some of the terms because the terms are in English, like glycolysis mm. mm. or glycolysis or you know like I don't know uh, fatty acid oxidation. There's there aren't really that you know that directly translatable terms in uh, in Bulgarian, so they're using the English one. So yeah, it's very it's very active uh, and, and very productive group. Crazy. They've translated everything that's publicly available from Ray in, in Bulgarian. I think Bulgarian, Russian, and now there's also translations going uh, happening right now in, into Greek, Romanian, and Turkish. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not shocked about his popularity. I mean, it's become absolutely insane. I, I, again, I think it's like edgy. It's like it's a cutting edge, and so people are very attracted exactly. to it. So they have to prog- be progressive, and yeah. that's the that's the next thing they can jump on. But that's the frontier. Like after that, it's like once you get into Ray. There is no thing after Ray. After yeah. it, it's all you and how much you can push the horizon. Yeah, I fully agree. Okay, I guess we'll pull the plug. Thank you guys so much. We had a lot of people watching. Uh, ProJST, email Catherine at Kenogen at gmail.com, or you could PayPal, send whatever you wanted at Kenogen at gmail.com. And uh, what like what else is there to say? One of the one of the one of the best, you know. And so fortunate to talk to him so much, you know. Just um, like like Doty had said in the first call. I mean, just feel like the luckiest guy on the planet to um, communicate with him. So, I think somebody had we a. Funny- have, my only regret we should have started the, the should have started started doing these podcasts earlier with him. Well, that I mean, that was on me, but I couldn't have. Like people had always asked, like, why don't you get Georgie and Ray? And I was like, no, let's keep the Georgie podcast with Georgie and the Ray podcast with Ray. <laughs> and I felt so strongly about that. Like you couldn't have forced me to do it, uh, not forced, but you couldn't have convinced me to do it otherwise and then just one day i was like it might be a good idea to get georgie and ray on a podcast and then we did it the i think it was gender of energy 19 uh and hey turn out all right i'm, I'm just saying like you know it, it's it's like a, it would have been better if we started this oh of course or at least i think so it would have been better <laughs> i i'm very stubborn so it's like it, you couldn't have like but yeah I, I totally agree but it happened at the time i mean it happened around. only only because we would have had more more chance to ask him about like you know about things yeah i mean there were episodes where i was like do you have anything to talk to him about and it was both i remember both of us being like we've ta- we'd asked him every question we possibly could have asked. no there was one podcast where he said like hey i'm gonna let let you ask him and then i did i basically start i did pure georgie which is like i asked every question had nothing to do with the previous one and he went along with it and yeah. like, i actually i wanted to ask him afterwards like that ray was this annoying mm-hmm. do, do, you, do you thought it was psycho yeah. or like do you think this is like a sign of like mental disorder or something yeah. but uh, he, he seemed to be okay with it so i, I, I think we did well i'm i, I mean I, I'm, I'm like positive he likes that like discordant okay. kind of random thoughts like ask, i like well that, they're not random i mean like they, they, they were like one did, one did lead to the other because it reminded me of something mm-hmm. they, they were just not like uh what should i call it? they were not they were coherent but they were not um what's the what's the other one um coherence and uh cohesion okay mm-hmm. they were coherent but they were not cohesive mm-hmm. so uh yeah so it's like uh, it's almost like synchronicity so i try to do the synchronicity but in, in but in questions in other words when i ask a question and if that question reminds me of something else then i'll ask that afterwards so it's like it was definitely triggered by the previous one not necessarily topically related yeah like did atlantis exist and what do you think about bitcoin 
Exactly. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That was typical conversation chatter with our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. With that, uh, I'll, we'll get out of here and we won't wait too long before another one of these. But um, again, I, I, I think we'll probably just do this every year because I, I, I think it would be therapeutic. But um, thank you to yeah. everybody that called in. What absolutely fantastic calls, you know. Um, and, and yeah, have a great rest of your week. Uh, thank you, Georgie, for taking time out of your day to do this. And thank you for all the Anytime. viewers. We have an absolutely incredible audience and excited for the, the future Some sometimes. <laughs> okay, everybody. Talk oh, to you it will be exciting whether we want it to be or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be. We'll be ch- uh, yeah, yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Peace out. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me?